Hello, my name is Kyle Burrell, and I am quite partial to telling stories, some true, about an old friend of mine named Robert Frost, you know, the poet. Have a listen to this tale I told about Rob when I recently spoke at the Derry, New Hampshire Centennial Celebration of 1927. Not many people know this, but Rob had a trunk full of his poetry in that sitting room in the farm in Derry. He would compose his poetry late at night by the fire or at the kitchen table after everyone had gone to bed. I like to think he did his finest work writing about Derry and our people right there in that sitting room. The trunk was a treasure trove of ideas and fragments of poems that he's mined for many years and, as far as I know, may still use today. He once told me, I have myself all in a strong box where I can unfold as a personality at discretion. He liked to catch the sound of his neighbors fresh from talk and celebrated the way friends like the henman John Bartlett turned a phrase in plain-spoken voice. He made poetry out of tones that, if you can judge from the practice of other poets, are not usually regarded as poetical. The sound of sense, he called it. I'm not too sure I understand what he means by the sound of sense, but I know it when I hear it. The sound of sense. Or better than that, good speaking caught alive. All he cared a scent for was to catch sentence sounds that haven't been brought to book. Not to make them, mind you, but to catch them. Rob was after poetry that talked. To read one of them, you heard a voice. Of course, Rob still loves to listen and to talk, only now he loves to talk in front of large groups of people, especially these days when he gets paid $50 to do it. $50! Can you imagine that? I've heard about him plenty when he roams around Vermont and New Hampshire, speaking and reciting and collecting his $50. He just tells a few stories and rambles on about this and that, nothing in particular. Taking a circuitous route to come around and read a poem or two. Only when he recites his poems, it doesn't really have the sound of sense in my mind. Rob intones his own poems flatly, without emotion or variation in pitch or melody. Kind of a monotone, but not in a way that I think people really speak. He hears the sound of sense and puts it in his poems but then it is gone when he reads them. Maybe you can hear the sound of sense that sounds like talk in this poem from his latest book of poetry titled New Hampshire. This one is For Whence Then Something.
For once, then, something. Others taunt me with having knelt at well curbs, always wrong to the light, so never seeing deeper down in the well than where the water gives me back in a shining surface picture. Me, myself, in the summer heaven, godlike, looking out of a wreath of fern and cloud puffs. Once, when trying with chin against a well curb, I discerned, as I thought, beyond the picture, through the picture, a something white, uncertain, something more of the depths. And then I lost it. Water came to rebuke the too clear water. One drop fell from a fern, and lo, a ripple shook whatever it was lay there at bottom, blurred it, blotted it out. What was that whiteness? Truth? A pebble of cards? For once, then, something. Like I mentioned, that poem was from New Hampshire. Well, that's what he called the book, New Hampshire. For whatever reason, he didn't call it dairy, although we know a lot of it is about dairy and our people. Oh, well. I guess we don't want to be too famous. Turns out, Rob won the Pulitzer Prize for that book, New Hampshire. No wonder he gets that $50.